Welcome to the First Century Youth Ministry Podcast, a podcast looking back into the Jewish roots of our faith for the way forward in youth ministry discipleship. My name is Heather, and I'm a longtime youth ministry leader, lover of sweatpants, and I'm the author and founder of First Century Youth Ministry. And I'm Mark, a longtime youth pastor, ancient studies nerd, and Star Wars aficionado. This podcast is part of the Youth Cartel Podcast Network. Hey friends, it's Heather here. Welcome back to another episode on Summer Shorts. And uh, this week we're looking at the Hebrew word barit. And uh, the challenge is to see if Mark can keep an episode under 10 minutes to oh, keep it with our Summer Shorts. So Mark, you ready to, to dive in, my friend? Let's do it. I'll make a covenant with our listeners and I will try <gasps> to be short. Um, you use the word uh, that you're using. I know, I know. See? See what I did there? Uh, yeah. Barit, covenant. In English, like in the modern world, we think of people making covenants as like contracts, negotiations, sure. Sure. business deals, pacts, signed official documents, HOA codes, which you may or may not have to backtrack into and fight about whether you can own chickens. But that's for another time. You should um, be able to own chickens. Come on. I know. I know. And yeah. eventually I just did anyways. But uh, in the ancient Near Eastern world and then the Mediterranean world, it's a binding agreement that a lot of times involves blood and a lot of times is about war and peace and sometimes Ooh. other things. So it's this binding agreement. Sometimes it's a treaty to stop a war. Sometimes it's an alliance to have like another one's back. Like, Heather, if anyone comes and attacks your youth group, my youth group kids will load up in vans and we'll be to the quad cities as fast as possible with water guns filled with food colored water. And we won't be messing around. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Yeah. Other times it's like a trade agreement. And then other times still it's like a marriage contract or a ritual. And we have examples of all of those kinds of covenants in the Bible. And so people will make covenants of those sorts in the Bible What's fascinating about the word barit and the idea of covenant in the Bible, though, is that even though it comes up dozens and dozens of times, what's weird about the Bible and beautiful is that God actually makes covenants with his people. This is a God that Mm. enters into those kinds of, I will have your back because we're in a committed deal together. This is the kind of God that does that. And I don't find mm. it anywhere else. I mm. I have seen many arguments that the covenant covenant between God and his people mirrors covenants made between kings in the ancient Near East. I've never seen another example of a divine being entering into a covenant with people. I just think sure. it's really far out and awesome. And it says something remarkably huge about the God of yeah. the Bible. That's right. Um, he's a personal, yeah. he's a personal God. Yeah. And if we just use examples of God entering into covenants with people, we have Noah, we have Abraham, we have the mm-hmm. first generation of Israel at Sinai. And then we have yeah. another covenant before they enter the land with the second generation. We yeah. have uh-huh. the Davidic uh-huh. covenant. We have Judah and Israel under Asa in an agreement with God. We have Joash and the people, Hezekiah, Josiah, and the people of Jerusalem. 
all entering into covenants with how they will relate to God and how God will relate to them. And then Mm -hmm. after the exile, we have a new covenant under Ezra, right? And again and again and again, notice we keep getting these covenants with God that teach us more about God's character. And many times it's after humans have broken their side of the covenant. We haven't been able to go up to our side of the deal. And the living God makes a new covenant all the way down to the words of our master that says, this is a new covenant in my Mm -hmm. blood. Do this whenever you drink this in remembrance of me. It's really beautiful to think of a God that would commit to the welfare welfare of his people kind of no matter what happens. And yeah, but he, he shows that time and time again to the Israelite people all throughout the Old Testament. That's what we see him choosing to be faithful to the covenant on their behalf and his, that's a remarkable thing, right? It's he walks the path of the covenant, the blood path covenant that he makes with Abram. Right. Mm -hmm. And he walks it for Abram and for himself, which he says to the people, yo, I'm going to do this on my behalf and your behalf. So when you screw up and you break it, it's okay. That's maybe the best example of God's character entering into a covenant with his people because Abraham, well, he's, He's a brilliant character and story and person who lived life before God, but mm-hmm. he also represents the people of Israel. His story. So live life before God, God, meaning like before God, like introduce himself to Abraham or no, life before God is in life in light of learning of who the living God is. Now I live. Yeah. 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 Represent his character. Yeah. Uh, um, that's a good thing to clean up though, because you're right. Abraham yeah, sure. is before God like introduces himself with a covenant, like it's Sinai, right? It yeah, is yeah, 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 But yeah, sure. I think that um, that's a great example of life with God being strapped to the parameters of God's goodness, not ours. And what mm-hmm. Dr. I described is really a covenant invitation to image mm-hmm. God to the world, but it's in light of, God's goodness. I mean, it is remarkably good that you even have a God that will enter into covenant with humans instead of just mess with them all the time. Right. It's, yeah. it's what yeah. it is. It's offering reliability and mm-hmm. accountability that a divine being doesn't have to give. And that's why yeah. you don't see anywhere else. Right. Like if, if you were writing this book, like if this book were man-made, right. If man just like made up this story about God, right? You wouldn't make the God be somebody who would keep making the covenant, who would keep kind of essentially um, lowering himself to make yeah. sure that other people are in relationship. The, the God would just be like, I'm going to just smash all y'all. You didn't do your job. Like here, I'm just going to crush you and start over like that. That would literally be what that kind of, of um, how the story would go. But this is, again, it goes shows to show us that this is not a God who's made up. It's a God mm-hmm. who is self-existent and one who who wrote the story himself. Yeah, I think, I think it's very strange and remarkable and transcendent in the fact that God's entering into something humans understand, but not in mm-hmm. a way they were used to experiencing it. They're, they're not used mm-hmm. to 
they're right. not used to the gods wanting to make covenants with them. That, no. You know? Yeah. They're used I mean, to like they were used to God so they don't get angry. I mean. Exactly. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Or, yeah. or a king, you know, I remember reading about if a king entered into a covenant with a lesser vassal, the, the king wasn't the one who was um, walking that, <laughs> that covenant twice, right? Like that would never happen. It just yeah. wouldn't happen. But God does it um, for us. He's and so that's awesome. a big deal. This God covenants himself to people. And the most beautiful example of that, well, it's in Jesus' words that mm-hmm. in my blood, that is in the fact that I'm going to be the animal of sacrifice on yeah. your behalf, on behalf of your inability to mm-hmm. live out God's way of life and yeah. your inability sometimes to fix the brokenness of the world in ways that you ought to do, but you're not doing. I yeah. ultimately make things right because of my blood. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's, right. that's remarkable and beautiful. That's good. And news. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we ground this for youth workers as we land the plane today? I think know that God has covenanted to you as your master demonstrating his goodness through Jesus. And in some ways Mm. God has covenanted himself to your welfare, Mm. disciple students, and you can follow the example of Jesus self sacrificial gift in the way you give yourself to your kids every day. Yeah, that's good. I love that. Friends get to know it, get to experience all the covenants in the scripture and help remind your students just how much God loves them. Nine and a half minutes. Boom. Boom. All right, friends. Hey, if you want to learn more about all these awesome Hebrew words and experience them on the ground, you got to get signed up for our trip to Israel in August of 2023. There's nine spots left and we will have more information for you. Just send us an email at firstcenturyyouthministry at gmail.com and we'll get you set. So friends, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye everyone.